an hour of smiles in town hall tonight, folks. 60 minutes of fun and music brought to you by Ipana Toothpaste and Sal Apatica. Ipana for the smile of beauty, Sal Apatica for the smile of health. Fun with our star comedian Fred Allen and his mighty Allen Art players. Music with Peter Van Steeden, the Ipana Troubadours, and the Town Hall Quartet. And another group of anxious and eager amateurs. It's new voices, new music, new fun. It's Town Hall Tonight! <laughs> crowd. They're cheering Fred Allen as he leads his weekly parade to the old town hall. Fred's laughing, the band's playing, the mighty Allen Art players are doing nip-ups. Let's join the merry throng. Everybody's going. Here they come. Babies. What's got into the baby, John? He's trying to crawl out of the crib. He wants to get over near the radio, Mary. It's town hall tonight. Landlord. All right, you're the landlord. Go ahead and throw us down. I'll throw you out later. Let's sit down for an hour first. It's town hall tonight. Home, folks. What are you doing laying on the floor, Byron? You been drinking? No, don't want to fall off my chair laughing again. It's town hall tonight. of the old town hall folks and there's Fred getting the customers as they flock inside. Let's listen. Rich man, poor man, beggar man, broker, doctor, lawyer, practical joker. You're all welcome at the town hall folks so go right in and you kindly walk. Miss Allen. Hello there Mrs. Gloom. Where are you going with that canary cage? People been saying somebody ought to give you the bird so it brought mine along. You're expressing the sentiments of a nation Mrs. Gloom. Single line please. Evening, Dr. Arch. Evening, Alan. How's the old Caropodus tonight? Prosperity still around the corn? I may be a Caropodus, Alan, but I know my bunions. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the foot of the class, Doc. Good seats down front, folks. Hurry, 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 hey, hurry, Hey, Fred, Peter's ready to start. All right, Harry. Tell him we'll open with Pompanola. Right, old Peter. Let her go. <laughs> Presenting that Brobdenegian behemoth of bubbling right. buffoonery and bantering bagatelle, Fred Allen in person. Thank you. Thank you, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Now, before blowing your radio tubes with the dynamite we have in the offing here, I'll read, <laughs> I'll read you the town hall bulletin for tonight. Hodge White... President of the Little Theater Group, the Heighty Tighty Players, 
says that the show Uncle Tom's Cabin advertised for tonight has been called off. The Heidi Tighty players have rehearsed the crossing the ice scene so many times, Eliza woke up this morning with chill blame. So much for the drama in our mid, and now for the town hall news. Say, Harry. Yes, Fred. Confidentially, what was that Rob Ding or whatever you said? There? <laughs> Don't ask me to say that again. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Runs into overtime. What is it that can drop way down without affecting Wall Street? Oh, I know that one, Fred. The picture sheet, and here she comes. Thank you. When we've eaten all of the light meat on the turkey, if turkey, what do we do, Harry? We go into the dark. I get it, Fred. Out go the lights. The projector starts. And we bring you the latest news of the week. The town hall news sees nothing, shows all. San Francisco, California. Gertrude Atherton, 78-year-old author, advocates scientific rejuvenation for elderly men and women. Town hall news doubts if many old folks would care to be young again. Mrs. Bertha Vanation, contented dowager, says... Not me. A friend of mine had her face lifted. Her eyes came out so high she had to add three inches to her lorgnette. My dear, when she raises her lorgnette today, you simply can't tell whether she's going to read or pole vault. Uh, that's pole vault, folks. Town Hall News shows how rejuvenation might affect a happily married couple. The scene, a doctor's office. Come in, Malcolm. Yes, dear. I don't see what you dragged me into the doctor's office for. Well, my mind's made up to be rejuvenated. I got young ideas and I want a body to match. Ah, good afternoon. You're here to see the doctor, sir? No, no. It's my wife, Gussie, here. Oh, well, I'm Dr. Quack. Uh, this is our golden wedding anniversary, Doc, and I'm here to get rejuvenated. Yes, yes. Come into the office. What's this treatment you're advertising? Uh, it ain't no monkey business, is it, Doc? No, no. No, the monkey cure was never satisfactory. The patients came out too frisky. And shakes, if I come home and find you in the chandelier, Gussie. Uh, Lord, Doc, I don't want to go around climbing around the house like Ivy. Uh, no, no danger. A few volts of electricity and you're a new woman. Do I stay young, Doc, or will my battery run down later? Why, your youth will last a lifetime now. Just step into the magnetic cabinet, madam. It won't take a minute. Mm, when I come out, you'll never guess I've been married 50 years. You'll look like a flapper, madam. Hey, now, hold on. I ain't taking any chances. I'm getting in there with you, Gussie. Fine, fine. You can be rejuvenated together. Each shock of electricity takes off 20 years. Uh, about three shocks we just tried. <laughs> Let's get in the cabinet, Malcolm. Yes, I'll close you, the door. Sir. All ready in there? Let it go, Doc. Hold tight for three shocks. How do you feel in there? Uh, give us one more shock to make sure, Doc. Ready? I'll open the door. Well, do you feel rejuvenated on your golden wedding day? <laughs> Close the door, Doc. <laughs> We're playing post office. <laughs> Ithaca, New York. Cornell University experts find that men and sheep have nervous breakdowns from same causes. Town Hall News shows Cornell professor conducting experiment on sheep to find cause of man's nervous breakdowns. The scene, a laboratory at Cornell University. I don't know. I'm here. Quiet, students. Quiet, quiet. We are about to conduct our first test to determine the cause of man's nervous ailments. The laboratory, as you see, is fitted out like a modern stockbroker's office. 
Now, I am going to bring in the lamb, seat him at the desk, and subject him to all of the petty annoyances suffered by the average stockbroker. We'll see at which point he breaks, just when his nerves give way. Ready for the lamb, Professor? Yes, Jones. Bring in Herman. Now, now, steady, Herman. Uh, Just tie Herman to the desk, Jones. Yes, sir. Thank you. Now, when I give the signal, you students rush in as you were rehearsed. The lamb must feel that he's in a broker's office and that business is normal. Ready? Yes, Professor. Very well. Let's go. Yes, stock exchange calling Herman. Hello, long distance calling Herman. Can we buy 200 shares consolidated frying pan, Herman? Can we sell 50 shares international baked apple, Herman? Hello, yes, hold the line. Mr. Borton calling you, Herman. Western Union, telegram for Herman. I'm ready to take dictation, Herman. Yes, hold the line, please, Herman. Busy. Mr. Jenkins, see Herman. Quiet, quiet, quiet now. Now, if the class will file past the sheet one by one, you will see what effect the normal business routine has had on the sheet. All right, one by one. Oh, he looks worried, doesn't he? Yeah, he's baggy under the eyes. Oh, his forehead's wrinkled. He's all in. Gosh, the lamb has dozed off, Professor. Yes, so he did. Uh, Does the experiment prove anything? Yes, Jones. At a cost of only $2 million, Cornell University proves that a sheep can fall asleep counting men. Philadelphia, PA. Dr. H.R. Owens, chief surgeon of the Department of Public Safety, prescribes novel tests for drunken drivers. Dr. Owens says drivers who can say, quote, Susie and Sally Sampson sat in the soup, unquote, will be declared officially sober. Town Hall News asks if tests will prove successful. Mrs. Luther Shabby, housewife, says no. Saying Susie and Sally Sampson sat in the soup won't prove a thing. When my husband says he ain't been drinking, I make him blow his breath on the cat. If the cat's hair comes out, I know he's plastered. Town Hall News shows Philadelphia judge giving motorist Dr. Owens Susie and Sally Tess the scene a night court. Next case, Hector Fuddle. Yeah, right there, right there, Your Honor, Judge Old Boy, right there. I'm the complainant, Judge. Uh, what are the charges, madam? Driving past a red light, driving on the wrong side of the street, and backing into my tea shop. Yeah. Well, I, I, I just had the car washed, Judge. I couldn't do a thing with it. <laughs> you look intoxicated to me, Fuddle. He's as stiff as a dress shirt, Judge. I'm as sober as Shirley Temple, and I can prove it. On the good chapel, Ollie. We'll have to give you Dr. Owen's test, Fuddle. Now, let me hear you say, Susie and Sally Sampson sat in the soup. Oh, what kind of soup? Consomme or Philadelphia Pufferfot? No wisecrack, Fuddle. If you can say Sully and Sassy soups or whatever it is, you're sober. Sammy, Sally, soups and Sampson? No, no. <laughs> Dr. Owen's sentence is, uh, Soopsie and Silly Simpson sat on Susie's soup. You're getting it all balled up, Judge. It's Susie's soup sat in Samson's alley. Now, look, I don't want to change the subject, but I can say Sister Susie's sounds, she sounds on the shore. Quiet, Puddle, quiet. 
That might make you sober in New Jersey, but this is Philadelphia, and Dr. Owen says you've got to say what I said. Oh, what did you say, Senator, old boy, old baby, old uh, Simpy floozy sat in Samson's salad. That ain't what you said the first time, Judge. What did I say the first time? It sounded like Sally and Sammy Simpson sat in Susie's soup food. That's not it. It was uh, Sammy Simpson sat in the Stop, stop, stop. We're not getting any place. Well, what do you want me to say, Judge? Just lean over here and say... Huh. Huh? Uh-huh. 30 days. Thank you. And now Peter Van Steeden and the Ipana Troubadours will play... Uh, oh, 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 say, uh, Fred, just a minute. You know, this is the time for me to give the folks my news. Your news, Harry? Yes, Fred. I want to tell everybody that brushing with Ipana toothpaste makes teeth cleaner and whiter and brighter. And then I suppose you'll give us a red-hot flash about the armistice being signed. Oh, no, Harry. You'll have to dig up something a little less familiar if you're trying to spring news on us. Well, now, don't you think it might be news to lots of people that Ipana also does something more, even more important than cleaning the teeth? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> now, Harry. Yes, but it does, Fred. Ipana with massage helps to tone and stimulate the gums. And our gums need stimulating exercise to keep them firm and sound. So when the first sign of pink toothbrush warns us of flabby, tender gums... That means Ipana toothpaste should be massaged into those gums as well as used for brushing. And that's something I think I ought to remind everyone about at this time. Uh, Harry, you're not by any chance trying to squeeze in your advertising announcement. Well, now, Fred, I don't see how you can call it much of an announcement if I simply tell the folks those few things. Oh, yes, and that Ipana comes in the bright red and yellow stripe, too. Well, perhaps you're right, but our time's so short now, I'm afraid you'll just have to omit that announcement and be satisfied with a light sentence. Oh, you mean... Yes, Harry, just that light sentence once over. All right, here goes. Remember, I pen for the smile of beauty. and the Artana Troubadours playing Midnight in Paris. That would be about Friday forenoon over here. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for a bit of trivia in the way of announcements. On Thursday night, the Single Ladies Tatting Club will meet for an evening of this and tat. Mr. And, uh, Allen! Mr. 
Now, quiet, quiet, please. If that's some midget getting fresh, little man, you'll have a busy few minutes if I come down there. Hello. Well, sir, it's... I pay envelope in case I get a cut in my salary. If it isn't Portland. Yes, Papa sent me out to get two alarm clocks so he can do his Christmas shopping early. <laughs> it won't help. I got up at 5 o'clock yesterday morning to do my shopping, and the 5 and 10 wasn't even open. Gosh, 5 o'clock? It's too cold to get up that early these mornings. You don't call this cold, do you? I saw Admiral Byrd out yesterday in a Palm Beach suit. Well, the Admiral's about the only bird left who hasn't flown south. I I saw a robin with his red breast only this morning. It couldn't have been a robin. It must have been a sparrow with high blood pressure. You think so? Are you an old ornithologist? When I was a boy, when I was a boy, in the dear dead past, uh, winters were winters. I remember one December morning, my father started to spank me in the house. Somebody opened a window, and my father's hand froze to my spine. What did you do? Nothing. My father had me on his hands all winter. It must have been embarrassing when he went to get a manicure. Oh, You don't know what cold is. I remember another night a few years back. It was so cold, all of the radio programs froze in midair. It was a pleasure. Oh, I guess I've seen some winters, too. Papa said it was so cold when I was born, the stork couldn't make it. A penguin brought me. (laughs) I've always had a sneaky suspicion your mind was frostbitten. Papa said the mercury was so low that night, you had to look under W to find it in the dictionary. I suppose it was so cold that year, the Weather Bureau slipped a hot water bottle under Sitting Bull. I don't know what started all this. I only said it was a cold day. Well, it may be cold to you, but I'm getting hot under the collar. If you think you're hot now, you just wait. Mr. Bowers! Mr. Bowers! Yes, yes, Forty, I hear you calling me. It's a wrong number, friend, a wrong number. You remember Mr. Bowers, Mr. Allen. As I recall, I made quite an impression on Brother Allen the last time. Yes, you certainly did. you find my opinion of you on a blank page in my diary. Are you intimating that I am low tide in the social swim? Mr. Mr. Bowers is the toast of the 400, Mr. Allen. Well, take him out and drop a nag on it. And now, now, watch your banter, Allen. I'll twist you around to your vest buttons up the back. Why, the last man I hit on the top of the head had to unbutton his spats to get his ears out. <laughs> Mr. Bowers isn't looking for trouble. Lord, no. But if I ever tangle with him, he'll think he's necking a wildcat. And if I ever start on you, you'll think you've got buzz saws in your union suit. Oh, uh, Gosh, this talk is yeah, tough, yeah. all right. I'm apt to catch cauliflower ears just listening. I don't claim to be a rowdy, but the original Siamese twins were two fellows I jostled. <laughs> I guess that calls your bluff, Mr. Allen. One pair never calls me. All of my tattooing is done by a stonemason. 
Oh, why don't you two fellas cut it out? Why, if you'd stop opening cages at the zoo, Portland, these kind of people wouldn't follow you in here. I'm here on business. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's when you me, too. There's no money in mayhem. <laughs> Yes, Mr. Allen, Mr. Bowers is selling Christmas cards. Well, he certainly takes off in a gale of goodwill. I'm not vending the ordinary Christmas cards, that tinsel tripe. Mr. Bowers is selling come-clean Christmas cards. Come-clean? Yes. Why double-cross your friend under the mistletoe? Tell him the truth. Come clean. Show him one of your cards, Mr. Bowers. Okay, here's one. For a man and wife who come to your house and cheat at bridge. What's the verse, Mr. Bowers? A Christmas cheer we're sending here. Not diamonds, no, nor onyx. You've wrecked our joint at a center point. Our cheer to you is bronyx. Well, that isn't bad. What other ones have you got, Mr. Bowers? Oh, I got them for landlords, politicians, radio comedians, all sorts of pants. You haven't anything uh, for a tax collector, have you? Why, oh, you betcha. Read this one, Forty. To a tax collector, you've taken from me every cent that I could get my mitt on. I'm sending you my Christmas tax, some tax for you to sit on. You've got something there, Bowers. It isn't my watch by any chance, is it? Don't you want to buy some cards, Mr. Allen? I'll compose a special card for you, Allen. No, you won't. I've got one for you already. Oh, good. What is it? Get this. Greetings from the Army, Bowers. Greetings from the Navy. When you unwrap your Christmas tree, I hope it's poison ivy. <laughs> That's done it. That's done. I'm going home and compose a rebuttal. Come on, Forty. Okay, goodbye, Portland. Callie, ho! <laughs> And now the Town Hall Quartet, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, the boys bring us another of their ungrammatical musical triumphs, Me and Marie. It's Marie and I in the better places. On a bicycle built for me and Marie. On Saturday night when my work is through, I always call on Marie. Then we hop on a bicycle built for two And go scorching down to the sea After one or two whirls to the German band We go strolling under the moon Till we find a nice spot on the silvery sand Then gee whiz how it's moon You ought to see little me and Marie By the old seaside by the ocean we sat and we fed and we fed till we get swept out by the tide. You may have been to Paris and had both of your eyes open wide, but you ought to see me and Marie by the old seaside. If you want to see a thing of beauty, you should see me spooning with my little cutie by the old seaside. Oh, and once we get the proper setting, we begin a pet and never want to pet until we end get such an overwhelming from the tide. First we talk about that, then we walk about and hug and kiss a bit till we finally find a spot where we can hide. Then until the crowing of the chickens, the crowing of the chickens, the crowing of the chickens, the crowing of the chickens. All right, boys, if you can't lay that egg, get off the nest. 
players are putting on their heavy makeup so that they won't be recognized after the performance, I'd like to ha- ask Carrie Von Zell a rather personal question. Well, now, how personal, Fred? It's about your grammar, Harry. Oh. You always say put two teaspoonfuls of salopatica in a glass of water. Shouldn't that be two teaspoons full? Well, no, Fred. Oh, you looked it up, eh? Yes, I did, because I knew sooner or later someone was going to ask. You see... Two teaspoons full means two teaspoons, each of them full. But two teaspoonfuls means one teaspoon filled twice, you see? You sound sound like Roy Atwell to me at the moment, Harry. Well, Fred, after all, it really doesn't matter much which way you say it, so long as you take salopatica when you need it. Because salopatica, the mineral salt laxative, gets right after those two things that are usually wrong with you whenever you're feeling dull and blokey. It both rids your body of poisonous waste and combats acidity in your system. So the next time you feel under par, just say to your druggist, a bottle of salopatica, please. And whether you're used to saying two teaspoons full or two teaspoonfuls, just put that much salopatica in a glass of water and drink it. See how quickly you'll be feeling your old, normal self again. Remember, salopatica, for the smile of health. Ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the Mighty Allen Art Players, those side-splitting comedians who keep their audiences rolling in the aisles, trying to get out of the theater. Tonight, these actors, victims and discoverers of the first hiss-and-run audience, present a modern melodrama of nightlife in Harlem entitled Uncle Tom's Hotspot, or it may be hammy, but it ain't porgy. Overture, Peter. On the swall, Harlem Swanee. Got the rivers. Uncle Tom! Uncle Tom! Just a minute, Liza. Ah, coming. I can't mess that one up. Ah, coming. Come in, Chad Chiflin. Your old Uncle Tom's about glad to see you. Yes, Uncle Tom. Looks like it's going to be a quiet evening in your nightclub. Sure is, Liza. The nightclub ain't done a lick of business here lately, and I don't know why another. With you, you all as my floor show, Liza, we ought to be jammed to the mortgage. Yes, Uncle Tom. But maybe folks is in Harlem don't like my old-fashioned dancing. Uncle Tom's hot spot ain't putting on none of that karaoke and cheek-to-jowl stuff. You open the door now, see if the orchestra has a role. Yes, Uncle Tom. Oh, he's here. He's just a tuning up. Well, I expect you better get into your cakewalk uh, garb or costume. Open the door, Liza, honey lamb. See all, who's all yonder. Evening, Sister Liza. Who are you? What y'all want? We're trying to make important conversation with Uncle Tom. With me, old Uncle Tom, here, personal? Yes, with you, personal. Exactly. But first, us better introduce ourselves. Tell him who us is, Sam. Yes, sir. 
Likewise, likewise, Mr. Trucking Sam. Likewise. And I is Snake Lips Legree. <laughs> you snake, you ain't that gangster what just got out of the jail, that big uh, raconteur. It was looking on me in the flesh, brother. What's left? And I got business flesh? we is going to transact, you and me. I ain't got no business with none of your trash, Snake Lips. I was operating respectable hotspots here where a man can bring his wife and cuties. Listen, yeah, you, you, you has got a floor show, ain't you? I have. Your floor show do dancing, don't it? She do. Folks has come from miles around to see this dance. They don't. <laughs> well, that's where we comes in. We learns your floor show the right kind of dancing. Then you pack them in and we get 50%. I don't need anybody to show me no dancing. That's right. Liza know all the dancing she got to know. She don't know this one. Swing it, Sam. Yes, sir. Watch this. Oh, dee do dee do dee do do dee do do Everybody's choking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, what's that? That's trucking. I know, I know, but what is it? Can't you see that's trucking? Maybe trucking looks more like some form of indigestion. I know it ain't dancing. I wouldn't do no dance like that. Ain't ladylike. That's lower than the black bottom used to work. Why, when I was in the hot spot racket, my business was pretty bad. And then along come the black bottom and put me on my feet. And then vice versa. No, sir. <laughs> the rumbers and turkey trots don't last no how. Lies the chair stick into the old dancer. Sneak lips look like us left two little cooks in here with this gentleman. I got my blood on that chair and he's good and hungry, too. Is you there, that's right. <laughs> Gives him his choice. Either your Uncle Tom snaps up my trucking dams, or my bloodhound snaps up your Uncle Tom. Boys, you're gazing on a man what makes quick decisions. And what has you decision? I has decision to talk it over with Liza. Well, we'll be waiting outside the door. Hey, downside the Oh, Uncle Tom, what we want to do? I just won't do that trucking dance. Y'all don't have to do no trucking, Chitlin. Now, quick. You go out this back door and run away. You get out of Harlem. I'll run across Lennox Avenue. No, no. You don't cross Lennox Avenue, Liza. You get killed. Traffic's too heavy. But it is the only way. Goodbye, Uncle Charles. Hurry now. Run, Liza. Well, is you ready? No, no, not yet. Wasn't he weak? Come on in, Sasha. Where is you, then, Liza, Jeff?